This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Cornelius Slunsky, how we doing? I'm doing great. Also known as Coco. Hi. Also known as Bougie Best Friend. Yes, that's me. Episode one. One starting podcast. <laughs> starting now. I'm starting now. <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to be, but. Here However, we are. welcome to your first episode. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, I really needed uh, some, you know, mental support to and do somebody this. Somebody just asked a question, which I can do. Yeah. Are so. you excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm usually not excited about things, so this is this is good. Okay, good. Are you nervous at all? Very, very much so. <laughs> okay. That's why I've been drinking this tequila seltzer. Yeah, why are you nervous? I think I'm nervous because I don't really do things half-ass, and then mm-hmm. if I... Now you got to dive in. I got to dive in, and I got to deliver, because I always preach that, you know, consistency and following through your plans is everything, so if I... I'm not consistent. If I don't post episodes, if I don't do the work, I will not get the reward. So there you go. And your name's on it. Yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, episode one. Most of your followers know that you're Croatian, mm-hmm. and thus you're from Croatia. So let's start things there. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Simple stuff. I was raised in a city called Zagreb. Okay. Usually when you tell people you're from Croatia, they automatically think like Hvar, Split, Dubrovnik, which are the the most. Yes, I always get the Yacht Week reference, uh, which is like the touristy spots. But Zagreb Mm -hmm. is the capital and it doesn't have a sea. Uh, It's just like a city. It's really like... You grew up in an apartment or a house? Grew up in an apartment. I have, let's say, small family, just my mom, dad, brother, Mm -hmm. and two dogs. Nice. What's yes. your brother's name? And then what are your dog's names? <laughs> are you brother. ready to really answer about those dogs? Yeah, I love with, my dog. Let's start with your brother. Go ahead. <laughs> my brother's name is Ivan. He's my best friend. So I'm everybody's bougie best friend, and he's my best friend. How old is he? He is two years older than me. Okay, so I'm 31 nice. now, 33. And honestly, I feel like he is a big reason of why I think that I understand the male brain a lot, because him and I were really close. I mean, mm-hmm. we are. So whenever I was going through something or he was going through something, we would talk it through. He was your support system. Yeah. And we have two dogs. Uh, one of them is Nellie. She is eight years old. And I actually ad- rescued her two months before I moved to the States. And I feel like I did that on purpose because I wanted to give my parents another child to take care of. And it worked. Nellie is like the most spoiled dog ever. And the second one is Teddy. He's my brother's new dog. It was also, also a rescue. So there you go. Okay, we love our dog. Life. We love our dog. My my parents are still together. Love them. And how old were you when you moved to the U.S.? I was twenty-two. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What were you doing? So you were studying at the time in Croatia. Yeah, You're I was studying journalism. So I was always into the media world. And I always loved to be in front of the camera. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not noticeable. 
So I always loved to be in front of the camera. And when I was studying journalism, you have to be, you have to work on every type of media. So mm-hmm. I worked at a radio station, a newspaper, I worked on TV. So you can kind of see what you like the most. And even though I do like writing, obviously I live in the States now. So my proficient writing in Croatian doesn't really, nobody really cares. <laughs> it doesn't come into play every day. Yeah, so, and honestly, actually, my, my major was uh, social media. At mm-hmm. the time, it was called New Media. And, yeah, I was I was just very interested in everything that's going on here. And simultaneously, I was working in a beauty space. Mm-hmm. I was a hair model for since I was, like, 16. So that's where I learned a lot Did about... Did you enjoy that? It's an interesting type of model. Of all yeah. Models. Yeah. Interesting type of model. I... I, I mean, I just have nice hair. Not, I'm not doing anything crazy to it. It's just genetics. My mom has really nice hair, so I got the hair. I've been blonde since I was 16, so I have literally every shade of blonde from platinum to bronze to everything. Um, and that's where I learned how to act on set, and that's where I learned a lot about the fashion and beauty space because we also worked with a lot of designers. We traveled all over Europe. And that was kind of like my intro in the beauty field. But because Croatia is a small country, you can't really do much in the beauty space. And when you think about it, 10 years ago, beauty was not that big. But so that's kind of like my beginning. So journalism and a little bit of beauty. And here we are today, kind of okay. merged the two. So you landed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. What airport did you land in? I think it was JFK. Okay. All right. It was a long flight. I mean, there's no direct, so you have to... Um, I think I was going through Istanbul, and I still remember a photo. I took a photo of my little food plate <laughs> in my Michael Kors bag, and I put my nails in the photo, like you know, like like I saw. Influencers did you put it on do. Instagram? I'm pretty sure I did. Probably. Archive. How many likes do you think I got? Maybe thirteen <laughs> at the time, <laughs> eight years ago, when social media was still an unknown beast. <laughs> Truth. All right. So you land in the U.S. What's the first thing you had to eat? A hot dog. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like from one of those carts or from the airport? Yeah. So, no, not from the airport. Okay, probably not a hot dog. I think it was like cereal or something. But <laughs> my <laughs> first memorable meal in the States was a hot dog because I always saw people eating those hot dogs from the carts. And New York was New York was pretty much the only city in my bucket, like in my bucket list when it comes to moving to the States. So I landed and first thing I did when I flew into, I mean, when I step foot in new york was find a um, hot dog cart Mm -hmm. okay all right so you've landed in the u.s came here on an exchange program you had a hot dog where were you living at the time what did you end up doing for work so as every immigrant basically (laughs) you're just trying to find the cheapest deal and when you're in your early 20s it's totally fine to live with a bunch of roommates and you don't really care because you're like out and about all Mm -hmm. the time anyway and I was living in rooms, literally sharing rooms with strangers from sharing rooms with two strangers to having my own. I mean, I actually my first time that I actually had my own apartment without anybody was in Miami. So basically 2021. And I wasn't planning to stay in New York for a long time. I was just supposed to stay for a few months, but I was always trying to find like something downtown that has a good location. I didn't really care what kind of building it is. What neighborhood did you live in first? 
first, it was actually Lower East Side, but I was sharing oh, a room yeah, with shout someone. Out to Lower East Side. Yeah, Lower East Side was fun. All right, so we know you had a big career as a hair model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you went to school for journalism. Yeah. And then you started working in hospitality when you came to the States. I actually also worked in hospitality when I was in uh, Croatia. Okay. I Every summer, you know, everybody was going on vacations with their families and chilling and whatever. And I did that maybe for a week. And then the rest of the summer, I was working because I was wanted to be independent and make my own money, even though my parents were giving me an allowance and stuff. But I was like, I want more. Not even more. I just wanted my own. You wanted freedom. Yeah, I wanted freedom as a real Aries. So every summer, I was working restaurants or hotels in Croatia because Croatia is a big tourist country. I started as a hostess and then down the line, I started working as a manager at this spot. And I feel like that's another thing that attracted me to just like the international way of thinking, kind of. Kind of planted the seed for you. You got yeah. a bunch of early exposure to people from outside your country. If you don't mind saying, what was your favorite restaurant that you worked at in the city? Cause I'm sure you worked at some shitty ones, so I won't let you yeah. put them down. <laughs> that's probably a story for another time. <laughs> Like, where did you have good experiences? I worked at some shady places. (laughs) Where did did you have good experiences? I mean, people want to hear about the shady ones, but, like, we'll just start with the good ones. You know, I feel the deeper my podcast is going to go. This is episode one, season one. So (laughs) the deeper we go, the the more open we're going to get. But uh, one of my favorite restaurants I worked at was uh, High End Steakhouse in Midtown. It was the first place where I was really trained to know what's up. I okay, mean, it I was, hear that. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean. The way you set up a table, like a dining table, it was like inches. It was. It had to be so precise. Would you say working in the restaurant industry in New York was tough? It was definitely tough. But I think it really prepared me for the real world in a sense that it taught me how to deal with different types of people with different requests. And, you know, sometimes people have an attitude and they are rude to you for no reason. And I kind of get prepared, I would say. Where were you or what were you doing in beauty at the time? So I was always in beauty, sort of. But since Croatia was, I mean, beauty in general was not as developed, but also, you know, Croatia is a smaller country. So I was always in beauty from the hair modeling, but I did some makeup in Croatia. And then when I moved to the States, I realized that this is an actual industry and you can actually make a career out of it. And all of these photo shoots and New York Fashion Week, everything is happening here. And it was one of my big, big dreams to be a makeup artist on New York Fashion Week. And luckily, I was able to achieve that. And I was able to achieve... You know, working on photo shoots like Elle and Harper's Bazaar and all these magazines that I never thought I'm going to have the chance to be a part of. But becoming a makeup artist was always one of my dreams, I would say, because I always loved making people feel beautiful. Is that what you liked most about it? Yeah, that was actually what I loved the most about it. I'm never going to forget I had this client here. She was 16 and it was her, she, she had a little photo shoot for her 16th birthday and it was her first time getting makeup done. And she looked at herself and she almost started crying. And she was, I mean, she was just so cute. She had her little pink dress. Um, and that's the moments that are, matter the most. You know, it's, you make the most money doing like campaigns and e-commerce and stuff. But like you work with models who get their makeup done a million times, you know, they, they just get makeup done all the time. 
And when you see how you can change somebody's life and how you can impact somebody's confidence, that's what I was, that's what made me continue doing it. And I feel like now I'm kind of helping women to feel better on the inside as well. Speaking of improving people's confidence Mm -hmm. through beauty, how did it really start on Instagram? Career is someone that likes to boost people's confidence. Like, how do you start giving advice to people that were following you? How do you start telling your story? Like, how do you actually become an influencer, not someone that just posts? Okay, well, I was one of those people who were just posting until, as I said, I was a makeup artist. So most of my content was just beauty related. Right. And that was my content for the past five, six years, I would say. And that was... And this is like content to promote your business and beauty to promote my skills and to do makeup tutorials and work with brands and your classic beauty blogger cool just posting her looks but instagram at the time wasn't a platform where you would actually talk about something serious or you would be vulnerable or you would give advice it was just like look at me my life is so perfect and yours is not and i'm better than everybody so that's how everybody was trying to play that game and i was trying to do the same uh and i was just posting my beauty looks because that's that was the hottest thing at the time beauty was really booming and i enjoy beauty i still love doing makeup even though i don't do it as much as i did before i would do for special clients or something you know important or like a charity or something but coming back to your question how it all started with my content today It was actually because I moved to Miami. And the reason why I moved to Miami is 2020, COVID was better, let's say, in Miami. So there was a lot of photo shoots happening here and people were kind of relocating to Miami. And I had a bunch of clients shooting editorials and they were requesting me to fly down. And I just realized every time I flew back to New York, I was not happy. And you know how whenever you fly into your hometown, you have this, oh, I'm home feeling. I didn't feel that anymore. And I felt it every time I flew to Miami. And I I live with a roommate and I, it was about to, my lease was about to expire. And I was just like, why don't I move to Miami? I have nothing to lose. I'm young today. You know, I, let me try something new. And I'm not scared of trying something. And I already kind of knew people here and I've been here many times. So I moved to Miami and that's pretty much when I started TikTok. And I asked all of my friends, tell me, what should I, what do you think I would be good at? I'm, I'm not a good dancer. I'm not a good, you know, cook. Everybody was making like banana bread puddings on TikTok. I asked my friends, like, what should I post on TikTok? And everybody said, makeup tutorials. You're so good at makeup. I'm like, no, I want something different, something else, something that, I don't know, something just that touches my soul. <laughs> I would, I don't know. And I started posting these videos things that we should knew before i moved to miami because i was literally chilling on, chilling on my couch one night with no hair no makeup and i was thinking about random things when it comes to living in miami and i recorded my first not first tiktok but my first tiktok that kind of like got any attention and, and then i started the series things that we should knew before i moved to miami and i was posting it on reels simultaneously and that's when my social started growing And I have to say that I was very surprised when I started posting these videos where I would just like speak my mind. There was a lot of reaction from people, good and bad. Some people were saying, oh, my God, you're so cringy. Like, ha, 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 take this down. 
those people are not my friends anymore. <laughs> um, but there was other people who were reacting in a very positive way, saying, wow, Coco, like, this is funny. Like, we never knew you were funny. Nobody really knew that I have something to say. I mean, my friends did because I was, you know, myself in front of them. But as everybody was just very, everybody used to be very superficial on Instagram. So that's, nobody really knew each other. And now I feel like people are finally opening up. And that's how I started posting reels and TikToks. I do think I was trying to just see what's going to make me the happiest and what's going to work the best. And I was posting, you know, my morning smoothie, my daily routine and my whatever, you know, the classic aesthetic videos. But I felt that I enjoy the most talking about dating and relationship and confidence and just like all things female we you know i talk about injectables surgeries vaginal health you know and that's how it all started pretty much when i moved to miami and i never thought of miami as a city where i would live for real because before miami was a party city it was a joke like nobody would live in miami and i didn't think i would live in miami that's why i got like a six-month lease originally when i moved here because I didn't know if I'm going to like it or not. And I wanted to have an option to move back. But I feel when it comes to Miami, if you take this city for what it is with their positive and negative sides and you also utilize the positive, then you can have a great life. And my first six months living, not six, a few, first few months living in Miami, I was still a little lost and I was just like you know partying and trying to figure out what i want to do i was doing instagram and tiktok and that started taking off and i'm like okay let me calm down let me like start focusing more on work and finally when i realized that working and creating content and even though you know i when i had this viral coffee walk date i had a lot of haters and that was a very interesting experience for me even though I was always in let's say a public eye kind of like I had a blog even when I was a kid and I had haters back then but that was like a very intense situation is the community that you have been building and really started to build since the pandemic and TikTok and Instagram kind of took off also your motivation to start a podcast yes you know why <laughs> that's very adamant yes <laughs> yeah no that was a great question uh because we have this thing called what will coco do i do this every tuesday and friday and that's where my girls and i'm saying my girls because my audience is like 85 percent female and where my girls are asking me questions mostly about dating but it's a lot about confidence and self-image work environment friendships anything literally anything and i get a lot of questions and when you're replying to those questions you have 15 seconds the length of an ig story frame and i can't really get in depth with a lot of the topics i want to discuss and there's a lot of things i want to discuss so that's really the main reason why i wanted to start this podcast because i just wanted to have a longer form platform if that makes sense longer form platform where I can talk about a topic and I can bring on people and I can talk to them obviously that's what a podcast is but yeah that that was one of the main reasons just be, to get like deeper into the topics I really want to talk about because I really am 
everybody's bougie best friend and they are mine because I really follow what's going on in their lives. You know, I have a bunch of followers who are, you know, on the top of my list and like I check in with them and, you know, if they're going through a traumatic situation with whatever boyfriend, girlfriend or job like I, I check in and you really start getting connected to people online you know today everybody does live on their phone so I kind of feel like I know a lot of my followers and that's what I really love and I actually became friends with some who live in Miami so that's also really exciting since you have such a growing audience on Instagram and <laughs> Thank TikTok you. and I would that's say an, aspir crossed. an aspirational growing audience on Okay, yes, everybody needs to subscribe <laughs> on my podcast. I still need to learn like the lingo, but I think it goes like subscribe, download the episode. There's like notifications and reminders. Yeah, I need to I need to Google that. You'll get your jingle down for that. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it didn't work on much. Okay, please in start, the meantime. <laughs> Why do you think people follow you in general? I think people follow me because they can feel that I am like no bullshit approach. And I also understand that we all come from different backgrounds, different situations, circumstances. And I can only speak from my own experience. And I'm not claiming I'm a therapist or a relationship coach or anything like that. I'm just somebody who does have some life experience as a 31-year-old woman who immigrated to a foreign country eight years ago. I mean, you kind of learned something. And you don't have to agree with everything I'm saying, but this is what I think, and this is what I feel. So I guess they just feel that I'm authentic, and I, I'm always going to be authentic, and that's a big part of my personality. How would you describe your personality? <laughs> that's an interesting question. Uh, well, my, my, my mom always used to say that I'm curious and fearless. Um, I think those are correct. Pretty ambitious, straightforward. Uh, sometimes I can get a little impatient, mostly when I'm waiting in line at Starbucks. I'd say impatient at Starbucks should be a little bit of an understatement, but you know. <laughs> what are some other things you're working on? I think one of my traits is the fact that I don't give people second chances. I mean, I give maybe like a second chance, but third, no way. And maybe that's why I'm kind of hard when I give my advice on Instagram, TikTok. It's because I feel like you should value your time on this planet. Like you're born once and if people keep on crossing you or people keep on hurting you, or if you're just not treated the way you're supposed to be treated, like just move away from that situation and get into a better situation where you're going to be treated like you're supposed to be treated. I mean, you can always find yourself a bougie best friend. And maybe it's going to become a boyfriend. You never know because guys are bougie too. All right. Let's give people a little, a little preview to what your larger <laughs> podcast series will probably look like. No plug intended. We got a bunch of questions here. Uh -huh. people that you asked i assume you asked them no i put a little question box on my insta story saying i'm recording a get to know me episode gotcha. but i don't know which one you chose no i just looked at the most common questions seeing okay. that there were hundreds of questions <laughs> <laughs> i guess you wrote down the three that were the most common okay kind of three okay, yes good. we're going with did three. you even go through all of them you just chose like the first no i didn't go. i just went through like four pages and that was enough Okay. Question number one. Question number one. The most asked question. Hit me. 
do you like being recognized on the street? <laughs> You're saying that I wasn't actually the most asked this question. This is the most asked question. Yeah, right. Yes, this is the most asked. <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> I do. No, I, I love it. I, I think it's so much fun. And yeah, you know what I love? When I see girls wearing my hat on the street, because I had my merch drop last, uh, it was September. I think it was September. March drop two preparing now. Maybe it's going to be out by the time I launch this podcast. I don't know. But yeah, that's a cute question. I love it. And I always love when people come to me and say hi. And I can totally tell when somebody, you know, because I always wear my hat. So when somebody like notices me and like looks at my hat and they're like, okay, yeah, that's her. Your second most asked question, which was asked in many different ways. Why? How? Source. But what is your source of confidence? I would say that was, that's the number one asked question. Honestly. That was the number two asked question. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, also in my DMs. Okay. Um, okay. Source of confidence. I think source of confidence is creating a task for yourself and completing it and seeing that you are capable. So you need to give yourself tasks or dreams or missions that you want to achieve and when you achieve something then you're like i i did this i can do this and then you grow that little self-respect at least that's how i i mean that's what happened with me everything when i when i say i'm gonna do something i really really do it and i don't stop until i do it or or i'm just gonna not gonna say that i'm gonna do it and that's one of the reasons why I was so annoyed at myself that I didn't start this podcast earlier because I've been, you know, talking about it with everyone for the past five months. Like, I want to start a podcast. But here we are. We are starting Fuji Best Friend Podcast. And for the third most asked question, mm-hmm. are you coming out with more hats? <laughs> I am. But that was not the third most asked question. <laughs> Come on. And for the final most frequently asked question. Hit me. AKA question three, maybe question four. <laughs> hard to say. Walk us through your daily routine. Uh, my routine shifted a lot in the past year, pretty much, because I became a early bird, aka a morning person. <laughs> I wake up around like six thirty, seven, and I never thought that's possible. I really never thought that you can switch your habits like that. So I then I have my two espressos with oat milk. I go to the gym and I try to be back by 9.30, 10 because I want to start working. And obviously my calendar changes daily. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of, you know, Zoom calls and shooting content. And I'm still not structured as I would like to be content creators that I look up to they have you know content days then they have days that they're just shooting their podcast and they have days when they're just doing I don't know something else so I'm still trying to find my rhythm my rhythm yeah and see when which days I function the best but I do like to work at night I mean even right now we're recording this it's 11 p.m. I just, I don't know, I like to work at night because during the day there's so many distractions and I talk to so many people. So, yeah, I guess I'm a night owl and an early bird. (laughs) What can your followers, your listeners, your viewers expect from the Bougie Best Friend podcast? 
You know, I wanted to be like an actual relationship with a best friend who's a little bougie. <laughs> and what I mean by bougie is, you know, you like nice things and you're not ashamed to admit that. So if that's a five-star restaurant or it's a nice pair of shoes, like there's no shame in saying that you like nice things. And I feel that a lot of people are looking down on somebody wanting something nice for themselves. And best friend, because I really care about my followers and I really want to help. And you might not agree with everything I have to say, but you don't have to agree. And we're all different. And all of our opinions come from our own perspective about life. And But honestly, I don't know <laughs> where this is going to go. Uh, because a year ago, two years ago, my life was completely different than what it is today. So I just hope to grow and learn and honestly just help as many people as I can and connect. I'm very extroverted. <laughs> I like to have a lot of friends. You know what? I'm excited just to start this podcast and see where it goes. And I'm happy to have all my bougie best friends with me because this is super exciting and I would love to maybe even have one of them on in one of my first 10 episodes. Why not? That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, no, thank you guys for listening to this first episode. And I wanted to thank my interviewer for asking fantastic questions. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that was it, you guys. Thank you. And so everybody, please uh, subscribe or download the episodes. I'm not sure what's going to go yet. And I'm going to see you in the next